And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, where, as always, we're working on your financial freedom. My name's Mike Harrison. It's my privilege to be joining you today. Eight years ago, I became involved with Lifestyles Unlimited. I had known about Lifestyles Unlimited for two years prior, but eight years ago, I finally got involved. I went to the free workshop. I signed up. I joined, and I've been active ever since. Call the title of today's show, The Seven Most Important Concepts I Learned from Real Estate Investing. And really, these are truths. These aren't concepts at all. They've been proven. So why don't we change that title to The Seven Most Important Truths I Learned from Real Estate Investing. You see, I'm a real estate investor in both apartment communities and single-family homes, and I'm a partner in over 3,000 doors of real estate. Much different than where I was eight years ago, 11 years ago, where I was knee-deep in that conventional wisdom world, trying to create that wealth for myself and my family. Uh, And I knew that that would be in my 60s and 70s. And I also knew, as I kind of reverse-engineered how that fund was growing and how much we were able to set aside based on the 4% rule, where you can pull 4% out, live on that 4%, and then never theoretically deplete that bag of wealth that you've saved up in retirement. The problem with all that was is that 4% wasn't looking very pretty when I did the math, and naturally I didn't know how long I was going to live, right? God forbid we all live to be in our late 90s or beyond. You better save a ton of money. So I began that journey into real estate 11 years ago. I've gotten better really each and every year after that. And along the way, I've embraced several concepts, several truths, and and I'm going to share seven of those with you today. I hope we can get through all of them. I'm going to try to do each justice. These aren't in any particular order, but they're all very, very important. They're all very important to understand on what works and what doesn't work. What they tell you in the conventional world isn't always the right path. And, and a lot of folks actually, they don't tell it to you from a position to harm you. They tell it to you because that's how things worked in the past. It's not necessarily how things are working today. I, I'll tell you, things are moving at a rapid pace just the last few years. What's what's happening in our world? We need to stay on our toes. Let me boil down these seven truths here. Truth number one, you cannot save your way to retirement. You must invest your way to retirement. You must create a cash flow snowball. You must have investments in assets that are paying you day in and day out, in your sleep, when you're working, when you're not working, all in the background, day in, day out, month in, month out, year in, year out. And those assets need to grow and pay you. You need to invest your way to retirement. Retirement is a financial condition. It's not an age. It was something that was, quite frankly, took me a while to learn. And we can look at this from two different avenues. You may be saying, oh, Harrison, you could definitely save your way to retirement. What about that high W-2 earner? Okay, let's take it. Let's look at it from their shoes. I've got some friends that make excellent money, three, four dollars $400,000 a year. But you know what they also have? They have a three or $400,000 a year lifestyle to go along with it. Do you think those folks, when it comes time to retire, 
are going to step back and say, oh, now's the time we'll just live off of $100,000 a year. No, they're not going to change. When they have free time, when they have the time to really get out and do what they want, they're going to be spending even more. So that high W-2 earner, boy, I hope they're putting aside millions of dollars in that fund. I sure hope they are. Now, you may email me and tell me about uh, the loner that makes a ton of money and doesn't have any family, doesn't have a spouse, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, whatever. They, they don't have that other person in their life. They just have nothing to do, and they're a recluse. They don't even have a TV, and they just save and save their money. I don't want to talk about the less than 1%. I want to talk about the real world. So even the high W-2 earner struggles to save for retirement. We can look at it from the eyes of the low W-2 earner, someone who doesn't have a lot of income. Well, that one's a little easier to look at, right? Because they're, they're probably struggling to set money aside, especially in today's day and age. Inflation is making it even worse today. Truth number one was you cannot save your way to retirement. You must invest your way to retirement. Again, retirement is a financial condition. It's not an age. You need to get those funds working for you in the background, my friends. If you've got any questions how to do that, you can find my show from April 18th of this year, and you can find that at the Lifestyles Unlimited website, lifestylesunlimited.com. Click on the radio button, scroll all the way down. There's a search bar. Type in Snowball. You'll find the Cash Flow Snowball show there. That's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking about setting wealth aside that actually pays you as to you paying it. Think about it. Right now, you're paying into your 401k. You're paying into your IRA. You're paying your house. You're trying to get that paid off. That's paying you nothing. It doesn't matter. If you don't have cash flow, you're not going to last very long out there in the cold, cruel world, especially if you don't have W-2 income. Now, the W-2 income is what we're trying to get rid of, but at the least sake, you'll need that. But what if you can't work? And what if you don't have passive income? So your wealth needs to work for you, my friends. This was a very difficult concept for me to really grasp and accept. But I'll tell you, it is 100% accurate and 100% true. If you have any questions about real estate investing or how to get started or even about today's show, please send me an email. I respond personally to each and every email I get. Ask Mike at luinc.com. Ask Mike at luinc.com. Continuing these seven truths I've learned from real estate investing. There is no timing the market. I know many of you out there are probably saying, yeah, I'd invest in real estate, but it's really expensive now. Well, next year it's going to be even more expensive. And the year after that, it's going to be more expensive. Am I saying there, there may or may not be a minor correction? I don't know. I really don't know. I just know you can't time it. You want to wait two years? Maybe, maybe not. What's it going to earn you in the meantime? Nothing. Look, a real estate investment is either a good deal or a bad deal. If it's a bad deal, I suggest you walk. You do the math beforehand before you get into it. But it's either good or it's either bad. Dell Walmsley teaches us that. Rule number two for Dell is, he says, it must cash flow. For it to be an investment, it must cash flow. So if you do the math, regardless of what the cost of the asset is, I don't, I'm not saying ignore that, but there's so many other factors. Essentially, after you pay the interest, the principal, the taxes, the insurance, 
if there is money left over at the end of the month and it is satisfactory to your strategy, so it cash flows tax-free, then for you, that's a good deal. If it matches what your strategy is, it's either a good deal or a bad deal. It's It must have that cash flow. When I was at the height of buying single-family properties, that was really 2013 to 2016. That's when I was in my full-on acquisition mode, okay? Now, I've looked at houses since and bought houses after that, but I'm just saying that was the height of it all. Every realtor outside of Lifestyles Unlimited that I encountered just kept telling me over and over how expensive houses were becoming, how expensive they were. Now, if we look at it from their side, from their eyes, from their shoes, wherever, whatever vantage you want to look at it from, they had just come through the housing market crisis when you were you could get houses 50 cents on the dollar, yet not very many people were buying them. Since then, the houses, they came back, the market came back, and then they began to grow and appreciate. And so that's where I was. I was buying in this era of appreciation of these assets, and every realtor is telling me, these houses are expensive. For me, it wasn't whether it was expensive or inexpensive. I had a target price in mind to create a target cash flow, to create a target equity capture after my rehab. Really, the price of the house wasn't even the fourth most important factor in this equation. Again, it was either a good deal or it was a bad deal. And you'd look at about 20 of them back then, and then you'd find a good deal. And you'd look at another 20, and you'd find a good deal, and you'd purchase those. What's the alternative? Think about folks that invest in the stock market. What do they tell you to do? Set aside so much money each month. So you say, okay, I'm going to put $750 into the stock market each and every month. What do they call that? They call that dollar cost averaging. And the whole concept behind dollar cost averaging is you're going to buy when the market's up and you're going to buy when the market's down. And you're spreading that, you're spreading it even further. You're doing that $750 a month. You're putting it in seven different mutual funds. Each of those mutual funds is putting it in 200 different stocks. They're spreading it out. They're doing the shotgun approach because they know quite a bit of that's going to miss the target. They know you're going to buy losers and you're going to buy winners. So if you just keep buying, eventually you'll be fine. That's their theory. The other theory they tout, or at least the other theory I want you to be conscious of, whenever you buy a stock or a mutual fund, somebody else is selling it. There's a finite amount of shares, and the people selling it are selling it for a reason. So while you think, hey, I'm buying this because it's going to appreciate, the person on the other side, the greater fool theory, they're selling it because obviously there's a reason to get out, and they probably think it's going to depreciate. So there's a winner and there's a loser. It's a coin toss, my friend. But in real estate, the beauty is there is no time in the market. The deal either makes sense or it doesn't make sense. Very important truth that I've learned along the way. Number three, act now and stay active. This is an ongoing process. I know a lot of people that will go out and they'll acquire four, five, six rental homes, and then they just kind of go to sleep for eight or nine years. Maybe that's fine for them. But the reason I throw this out there is because a lot of people come back to me and they say, well, I should have refied, I should have sold, I should have bought more, I should have done this. They just kind of get to a certain point and they get complacent. I'm not saying that's bad, but I'm saying until you reach where you need to be financially, act now, number one, 
Start today. The best time to buy real estate was 30 years ago. The next best time is right now. It's like planting a tree, my friend. So act now and stay active. Stay involved. Turn your assets when the math makes sense. I like to say, do something today your future self will thank you for. The actions I'm taking today at the end of 2021 and the beginning of 2022 really are going to pay the dividends in 2025, 2026, quite possibly 2024. But it's not that quick of a process. It's not instantaneous. Uh, I buy a stock and it doubles in the next month. Real estate's an ongoing process. So act now. That's most important. Stay active. Stay involved. Manage your business and turn those dollars. And you'll grow that cash flow each and every month. We'll be right back. My name is Mike Harrison. This is the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Lifestyles Unlimited success stories. If you got laid off tomorrow, what would you do? Would you have to be working at McDonald's or wait to try and find another job with the downsizing in the economy? Kept on coming to meetings, even with David Fisher online and stuff like that, but still we just like, we need to make the jump. So we kept praying for time to get this job done to, to be able to find the properties how do we find the properties how do you find the time and god answered our prayers and he got downsized from his corporate job this house was a dog and through the rehab i think we turned it into a little pony you bought the house for seventy three thousand dollars correct and your appraised value actually is a hundred and forty four thousand dollars you put in 45 for the work so that leaves you net equity of eleven thousand with a return on capital gain of seventy The cash flow is $458 a month for a cash-on-cash return rate of 35%. Join us this month and learn from people just like you. Check in-person and online dates at lucasestudy.com. Warning. Listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. We will teach you how to create wealth and passive income so you can be financially free. And now, back to your host. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, where, as always, we're working on your financial freedom. My name is Mike Harrison. Today, I'm sharing seven great truths that I've learned as a real estate investor literally over the last 11 years. And I, I got involved with Lifestyles Unlimited eight years ago, and that's when I feel like I became effective as a real estate investor, if you will. They really gave me the education and the mentorship to really do investing in such a way that it maximizes my returns, if that makes sense. What it is is Dale Walmsley has a path of real estate, and he teaches it to you. Do this, not that. Essentially, he's eliminating... A lot of the areas that people who try to do this on their own get into and learn the hard way, so to speak. Now, real estate is very forgiving. How did I ultimately find Lifestyles Unlimited and then eventually join? Well, I knew they had a free workshop. I'd heard about it on the radio. If you would like to do the same, this is part of that act now and stay active, right? If you haven't act now, at least attend a free workshop You can find that online at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com, lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. That's the first step I took to really learning how to effectively purchase real estate assets and make and grow income on a monthly basis, passive 
tax-free income, by the way. I want to go back to that third truth, act now and, and stay active. And I'll just throw an example out there. I had a rental property that I had, I was all in for $30,000 out of pocket. And the rent home, uh, the, the rent, after the rent was paid, and, and essentially I paid PITI, the cash flow was approximately $500 per month. Now, that was a 20% return, okay, 20%, because $500 a month is $6,000 on an annual basis, and I was only out of pocket $30,000. So if you follow me there, $6,000 is 20% of $30,000. Now, if you're measuring this properly, that changes, okay? That equation flows literally monthly as the rent changes, as your expenses change, as the appreciation of the property goes up, that flows. So in year one, I counted that as a 20% cash-on-cash return, which is great. Now, in my accounting in year two, however, in this property, I had an equity capture of $30,000. Okay, it was a 100% return on my money. I, I purchased the house. It was in bad shape. I rehabbed it. I grew the value of the home by 30000 I baked that equity capture into my cash flow analysis. Now, essentially, I was in for $60,000, right? Even though I was only $30,000 out of pocket, I had $30,000 in equity capture within the house. And now I'm looking at that $6,000 return on a $60,000 investment. You notice my cash on cash return went from 20% in year one to 10%. In year two, you follow me? Do you understand the concept? This is how you have to look at it. Too many people ignore the equity in the home. That's your money. It's just in the form of brick and mortar and lumber and nails and shingles and countertops. It is money in a different format than the dollar bill. So you bake that into your equation. So my cash on cash return dropped to 10% in year two. The return continued to drop in years three, four, and five. Why? Because my mortgage was constantly being paid down, making, again, my equity greater. There was natural appreciation of the home. That home was growing in value each and every year. What else was growing? My tax liability was also growing. Okay? So, essentially, that cash flow trickled down. And once it got to a point to where I said, I need to take this money out of this property and go buy more properties, that's the staying active part. That's what I want you to do. I want you to stay on top of these assets and stay active because at some point you're going to go, look, I'm only making 6% return on an annual cash-on-cash basis. Yes, tax-free, but you can do better. You can go back and earn that 20% again by selling this property and investing in more properties. And that's exactly what I did. The next truth, this one is wealthy people buy streams of income. I picked that up from a gentleman here involved in the education and one of our mentors at Lifestyles Unlimited, quite possibly one of the best real estate minds I've ever met in my life. His name is J.D. Durham. They call him J.D. Data Durham. He's a brilliant man. He's forgot more about real estate than I'll probably ever learn in my life. But he said once, he said, wealthy people buy streams of income. And it hit me. A single-family home is a business. It is a stream of income. Investing in an apartment community is a business. It is a stream of income. 
So wealthy people, well, they have a lot of assets, and we're looking at them from the outside saying, wow, they got a big boat, they got the beach house, they got the house in the mountains, they got their big house here, they have all these luxury cars. Well, they're paying for all those toys, so to speak, by buying streams of income. It's a concept that most people don't understand. So now I look at it, I've been doing this 11 years. If you go back to the beginning of the show, when I get a windfall, let's say $100,000, I don't spend it. I don't go out and blow it on this or blow it on that. I go buy another business, another stream of income. And for me, I'm really focusing on that passive income side through apartment community investing. I've got a set of goals that I want to hit, and we're growing that every year. It's getting really nice. But I look at $100,000 really as a 4 to 6% return per year. I'm being very, very conservative, tax-free. So I look at $100,000 as four to 6000 per year each and every year moving forward. Now, really, it might turn out to be 8 to 12%. All right. I just want to count on the four to six. I'm a, again, I'm a conservative guy. Now, that's just the cash flow. That's not including the tax advantages. That's not including when that property gets refinanced. And, and typically, you might get 50 to 100% of your money back during that refinance period, year three, year four. Really, if you want to look at that $100,000, it's an annualized return. If you think of it as 20%, you won't be disappointed. Most often, it's much better than that. So back to the beach house, you don't just go out and buy the beach house. You go buy eight streams of income, whether that's eight rental properties, that whether that's eight investments in apartment communities, or maybe it's 12 investments. I don't know how nice a beach home do you want, but you buy those properties, and essentially those properties will pay for your second home. There's a concept we call chunking, where you buy your life back, one piece at a time, one stream of income at a time. One rent house won't, won't retire you, but it might pay your utility bill. Two rent houses, might, that might pay your utility bill and your car note. Three rent houses, well, that third rent house, that may be uh, your vacation money that you, you take each and every year. Think of it when you buy a car. If you spent $50,000 on a car or if you bought two rental properties, right? $25,000 out of pocket and created another, let's call it anywhere from $800 to $1,000 per month. Do you think you can go buy that $50,000 car then? What's the smarter move? So I've learned seven truths as a real estate investor, and and they've absolutely shaped my life for the better. Uh, My financial position has grown. I don't worry about retirement the way I used to. I don't worry about providing for my family the way I used to. I'm not looking to uh, work harder or take on those those extra hours at work or those extra endeavors. Uh, not to say that I'm continuing to grow my cash flow snowball, because I am. I haven't reached exactly where I want to be. But I can tell you, it's so much easier. This plan is so much easier, and it's so much, uh, quite frankly, it's really a lot of fun. So those first four truths that I shared, just to reiterate, the first one was you cannot save your way to retirement. You must invest your way to retirement. The second one, there is no timing the market, the real estate market. It's either a good deal or it's a bad deal. Dell Walmsley will define this as must cash flow. If it doesn't cash flow, it's not an investment. 
third was act now and stay active. Very important. If you haven't taken action yet, what are you waiting on? You've missed. This year's been a great year. Last year was a great year. The year before was a great year. You set these assets up. You do your homework financially, and they continue to provide for you year in and year out. Fourth concept was wealthy people buy streams of income. Wealthy people buy streams of income. Fifth, an effective education is priceless. You can catch my show from July 29th of 2019. You'll find that on the Lifestyles Unlimited website. You'll have to search for it, type in my name, and you can go back and find it. But I talk all about how an effective education is priceless. Now, what's an effective education? It's an education that actually provides you a skill to go do what you want to do, to go provide or to go, uh, you know, it might be a a doctorate, right? Do you want to be a a brain surgeon? Well, you're going to need an effective education. But where I'm going is there's a lot of noise out in the real world, and I'm not so sure that most folks, especially young kids that are, uh, society's really pressuring them to go to college no matter what, just no matter what, go to college. I don't care what you're going to study. I think a lot of what they're learning is not in actuality skills that are going to help them and make them effective in the world. I think they're learning a lot of social noise. Now, the exception is students that are, that are in those STEM classes, science, technology, engineering, math, that can take you a long way. But a lot of this social theory and philosophy and and all this, in a business-oriented, capitalistic, free society, I think you're going to be lost for a little bit, and you're just burning time. You're really just burning time. So uh, go figure out what it is you want to do, and then go talk to somebody who is doing it who is actually living in that world, who has accomplished what you want to do. Learn from people that do this. There's too often, and I'm holding my quotation books, teachers out there that are really just reading a book to you. They're not necessarily teaching you anything. And along those lines, I'll say that college debt is is the real epidemic in American society today. It's, it's destroying lives. Um, there's a lot of ineffective education. It's not helping anybody. What we can help you with at Lifestyles Unlimited, yes, we're an educational mentoring group. We can provide a roadmap to financial freedom. Bottom line, I've seen thousands of people go through the program, and I've seen hundreds and thousands of people retire as a result. So take advice from folks who have done and are doing what you want to do. Concept number six, you get rich by borrowing. Now, this one was was very difficult for me. Because I was the Dave Ramsey guy. You get rich by borrowing. You don't get rich by saving. Now, of course, I'm talking about investment debt. I'm not talking about commercial debt in any way, shape, or form. Go jack up 38 credit cards. I don't think that's going to help you get rich, my friends, at all. Unless you're somehow able to put a cash cash paying asset on that credit card. And I think the rules have changed to where you can't necessarily double jeopardy on a real estate asset uh, where you're, you're kind of borrowing twice when you do that, but you get rich by borrowing. 
By that I mean leverage, leverage, leverage. Leverage as much of this asset as you possibly can. Why? Because the beauty is when you bring the bank to the deal, to this profit center, to this stream of income, all the bank wants is their interest on the loan to you. They're not going to participate in the profit of the asset. Okay, if that asset's paying you 20% on an annualized basis and your note to the bank is 3%, do you think that's a good plan? Yes, you're netting a 17% return. And I'm just throwing some generalized numbers out there, but you want to leverage that deal. And the leverage actually makes the returns greater. The leverage makes the returns greater. And quickly, I'll just give you an example. Let's say you have $150,000 and you can buy, you can go buy one rent house if you wanted for $150,000. And let's say that rent house uh, paid you $525 a month, roughly. Um, it, essentially, your returns on a fully paid for cash home are going to be way less than if you'd gone out and bought six cash flowing assets with. 25,000 down each, right? 25, uh, six into 150 is 25, and each of those was paying you 500 to 525 a month. What would you rather have? 525 a month or 3,000 a month? Actually, in that, uh, if I was thinking all cash, it would probably pay you maybe twice that 1,100 because you're still having to pay taxes and um, your insurance and, and all that. But leverage, I can show you, reach out to me, email me. Leverage maximizes the returns. You want to bring the bank to the deal on every deal that you have, and essentially you get rich by borrowing. My goal in life is I want to be eight figures in debt, eight figures in debt, millions upon millions of dollars in debt, all cash flowing assets, all paying me monthly, all essentially growing my wealth. The seventh concept, this one's a mindset, but it's absolutely true. Wealth is created. Wealth is created. You need to adopt the abundance mentality, my friends, if you don't have it, need to adopt it. Take a $120,000 house with $30,000 in rehab. You get it all fixed up. It might be worth two hundred. It might be worth two ten. It might be worth two hundred and twenty. dollars a sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 gain once you took that old eyesore, once you took that broken home and you made it a nice asset, and you put a great resident in that property. You rehabbed it. You fixed everything. You created wealth. You grew your wealth. You didn't take it from anybody else. That's the scarcity mentality. The scarcity mentality says that for for Mike Harrison to make $1 means that someone else must lose $1. That's not how it works, my friends. Wealth is created. Washington, D.C. believes in the scarcity mentality. They think they need to take $1 from here and, and give it to somebody else. But at the end of the day, a lot of those people are just going to spend that money, and whoever the owner is, they're going to get paid again. So believe in that abundance mentality. My friends, I hope these concepts helped you today. Feel free to reach out to me if you got any questions. I want you to do something today your future self will thank you for. And until next week... I want you to remember it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Make it a great day. My name's Mike Harrison. 
Thank you for listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Join us next time. And until then, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.